wonder if you could hear my bones crack. <laughs> Probably not. I'm not close enough to the microphone. I get real close for my bone cracks. I don't know. Remember when I was, when we were like in different places recording? Oh, you can hear those. And you could, you could like hear me drinking like through Skype or something. I don't know if that was. I don't remember. Okay. It's weird for me to think that we used to record not in the same room. Yeah. Because it's so bizarre. How bizarre. And I used to, and I mean, I used to edit it, so I should remember. You should remember. <laughs> Better than I do. I remember. <laughs> My brain, <laughs> earlier today, Kate asked me um, if I remember what I used to make at my last job, like my most recent job I had. Oh, like your pay? Yeah. Mm. I had no idea. Like, I don't even think I could give her a ballpark. I'm like, I don't know. Like, oh. I knew at the time. Sure. And, like, you know, because I would have been like, oh, that seems reasonable or unreasonable. Yeah. But now, no idea. Wow. My brain forgets everything it doesn't need immediately. Yeah. It's gone. It's gone. Like, that. Like you know, remembering editing two things, I doesn't need to know that anymore. Mm-hmm. I remember it was annoying. It was funny because Lane just told me recently that he thinks we're, like, getting better at our podcast in general. But one of the things he said was that we're getting better at sound editing, which is me. But I don't think I am. I think I just know the program better. And, like, I've eliminated most of the problems that we had with sound editing with the egg. Right. And this microphone system. The egg. (laughs) This has solved all the problems. The ultimate system. The egg. Right. So, but like, he was like, you're getting better at storytelling, you're getting better sound quality, and then also said better editing, and I was like, I think it's merely just the other things. (laughs) And then they make it easier to edit Mm -hmm. sound. And that I think with editing in mind. And the egg. And the egg. Mighty black egg. The mighty black egg. Of sound dampening. I love you, egg. Hello, people. Hi, people. This is Hysterical History. Are they pod people? Can we just call them pod people? <laughs> I just thought of that. You cannot be the first person who's thought of that. I know, but uh, we love you, pod people. <laughs> no, we have to come up with a name that's like about being hysterical or about history or something. Uh, hysterectomies? No. Um, <laughs> I veto it right now. <laughs> Do not call yourselves that. The hysterics? I don't know. That sounds like a cool punk band name. They could be cool punk band people. They could. But I'm just saying, Mm. that's what it sounds like more of. That's what I'm going to call my punk band. we got to think of a new name for them. Mm. (laughs) I take that one. Okay. It's the opposite of Vito. I've stolen it. (laughs) Well, I'm running out of ideas here. You're stealing or vetoing everything. Hi, listeners. (laughs) I'm Haley. I'm Alexis. Hysterical history is what this is. It's happening. Mm, Yep. What are we going to talk about today? I don't know. You, you're going first. Well, okay. How about <laughs> 1386? Mm. France. What a year. What an age. Oh, France, though. Exciting. France. France. Female killer is accused of tearing apart the face and arms of a child. Ugh. Resulting in the child's death. That's horrible. Is it her child? Uh, no. How strange. The defendant is brought before the local tribunal, and what? after a formal trial, in which witnesses are called and evidence is weighed, she's found guilty of the crime. Hmm. In eye for an eye style justice, the court sentences the murderess to be uh, maimed in her head and upper limbs, and then to be hanged. Murderess is such a nice word. It's it has a nice like flow to it's it. It's Pretty murderess. Yeah, it's like empress. Yeah, but it's like 
But murderer doesn't sound nice. Murderer. And, and murderess sounds nice. Yeah, because it's like, it's all those dirt-dirt-ders. Yeah. murder dirt Yeah, that's why it's not called muck duck. <laughs> yeah. Everybody knows. murder dirt dirt It's the er. But yeah. when you take away one Mur- of them, or murderess. you transform it. Murderess. Murderess. It's much nicer. They, uh, she's dressed in a waistcoat and a white shirt and paraded around the town. And a professional hangman carries out the punishment in the public square near the city hall. The executioner officially decreed to be a master of high works, mm. was issued uh, executioning, murdering. I like that the one guy's a professional. He's a pro. He's like, I'm not an amateur, okay? <laughs> I've been People doing this People pay for, me to do this. I'm like, a pro, I'm a professional. Okay. I'm skilled. Listen, you can't just tell me how to do my job. He got, you can't he just got, walk in off the street and start hanging people, you can't, okay? You it can't just do what effort. I do. This is serious work. He's found a screw. Hey, that's where my screw went. You looking for a screw? Well, I had some loose. Oh. Hey. Uh, that's a word joke. Anyway. He got a new pair of gloves for the occasion. Wow. He's so treating himself. He, he like, treat, he's like, treat yourself. <laughs> So that he can wash his hands of this afterwards. Sure. He's, like, very disgusted with it. I mean, no one's ever excited about child murderers. It's true. Gonna be honest. Uh, This particular trial and execution is interesting for a couple reasons. First, because of the uh, retaliation kind of nature of the punishment and the fact that the village commemorated the execution with a fresco painted on the wall in the south transept of the local church of the Holy Trinity until 1820. Whoa. That's intense. For a couple hundred years. Right. I mean, I'm assuming that they kind of were just like, well, whatever. It's old art eventually. Yeah. Like, they probably didn't remember what it was. They, like, whitewashed it, I think. They just, like, sure. they had to clean it up. I mean, frescoes are, like, painted into walls, kind of. So yeah. it's like, if they're not easy to get rid of, unless you, like, get rid of the old stone. And people don't want to do that mm, either. Yeah. But so what's, I'm like, I get it. What's the most interesting thing about this trial? Um, well, what do you think is the most interesting thing about this? I don't know. The interesting thing is that the defendant wasn't human. Oh. She was a pig. Okay. She was... Pig trial. A pig. pig on trial. Aminal trials. This is the episode of Aminal trials. Crackers in my soup trials. <laughs> Dude, I love when animals get killed for crimes. Okay. It's the That's funniest weird. thing in the world. It's, okay, yeah. Isn't it? It I is. Mean, it's funny. It's funny. Because it's like, they're not people. Uh, I guess trigger warning for animal death. <laughs> it just reminds Hilarious me, animal death. It just death. reminds me of like Animal Farm. It's like they're treating the animals like they're people, and they're not people. They're not people. Animal Farm is like, you know, it's an allegory. It's not real. I mean, it's real. It's not like it's not like he thinks, George Orwell thinks that animals talk and commit crimes and should be hanged. Oh, my gosh. Not real. So most of all this is taken pretty much from one Jen Gergen, uh, who wrote a very interesting uh, paper, I think, mm-hmm. for like one of her degrees. Uh, oh, she, this is like a recent person. Yeah, like 1996. Okay. okay. I think was when she did that paper. Is she, is she, where's she from? Uh, I think she, that was when she was at the University of Florida. Okay. So. She's American. She's American. Or at her, least. Her um, name just sounds very Northern European. Sure. So. 
G-I-R-G-E-N. Giergen? Sure. Giergen? Gergen? Giergen? I don't know. She'll email us and tell us. Email us, Jen. I really love your work. Let us know what's happening. She tells us that medieval animal trials are uh, most appropriately thought of as two distinct proceedings, depending on what the animal is and what they did. Mm. So you have, uh, if an animal causes like a public nuisance, so if they destroy crops or... They're like a, like a horde of non-domesticated animals mm. that is addressed by church officials and an ecclesiastical court. If it's a domesticated animal or they cause physical injury or death to a human being, that's tried in secular court. They're very uh, particular about it. It's very strange. Both things are strange. It, it, I, my brain started to just kind of stop working when I tried to delve more into, like, why this is separate. Right. But it, as far as I can tell, it's kind of the difference between being on trial and being court-martialed. It's, but, it's just but like... But the court-martial is the church. Yeah. It, you're still under trial. Everything's basically the same. It's just, like, yeah. under whose authority. Right. Gods or the state. Right. Except that this pig is not, like, a priest or anything. No, but see, the pig would be under secular court. Oh, okay. Mm -hmm. What animals, what what things are under church court? So, uh, complaints named, uh, naming, like, whole natural pests as defendants are uh, ecclesiastical. So, moles, mice, rats, snakes, birds, snails, worms... Mm. Uh, grasshoppers, caterpillars, termites, even like dolphins could be ecclesiastical. I think people tried to try some dolphins. Oh. Like those dolphins. What? Those freaking dolphins. I mean, of the criminal animals, dolphins are definitely the worst, I They're, guess. They are definitely the worst. Unknown to the people who were trying them, they're probably the worst. Definitely. Because these defendants were not subject to human control, they're just kind of out in the natural world, Mm -hmm. they would have to be brought under the control and the intervention of the church to exercise its kind of supernatural power over them. Mm -hmm. Versus city animals and domesticated animals that are more like... Like people, I suppose. Like they, in the Regular medieval old Joe. In the medieval mind, they understand the laws of the town. It's so bizarre. Yeah, it's a little bizarre. They so. don't know laws. <laughs> They're animals. They don't know laws. They don't get it. <laughs> Both courts, however, this is kind of general. They take proceedings very seriously, and they mm. adhere to all customs and formal procedures. It's so weird, dude. Community provided the accused with a defense counsel, and these lawyers raised complex legal arguments on behalf of their animal defendants. <laughs> Not all animals were deemed guilty. It wasn't a foregone conclusion. I can't be a defense lawyer for animals. <laughs> I just need to, I need to, I guess I have to give up on my law dreams. Because the idea uh, that someone, I'm like, I'll take a defendant, and they're like, here's a pig. <laughs> here's a pig. Can't do it. Oh, man. This pig committed a crime. Well... Luckily, nowadays, you wouldn't. Yeah. You wouldn't. In in the back when. Mm-hmm. In the back way when. Pigs do eat people's faces, though. They do. I mean, pigs will eat anything. Pigs will pretty much eat anything. A lot of these are like, and then the pig ate the face off a child. It's like, yeah. Maybe keep the pigs away from the children. Maybe stop. 
I wonder why that doesn't happen too much anymore. So we don't let them run all over town. Yeah. Like they own the place. And let them just eat faces. We fan them up with so much garbage that they don't want to eat faces. You're like, the garbage is much better than your face. Yeah. So I won't eat your face. And I'm full, so oh well. (laughs) Oh well. In criminal trials, animals were sometimes kept in prisons with human detainees. What? So, so, I mean, they didn't, they weren't going to build like a whole separate animal prison. Oh my God. They're not millionaires. All they're asking is for that pig to eat someone else's face or for those <laughs> prisoners to kill that pig and eat him. I mean, they're not like a sleeping child. They can just like kick the pig. I know, but like someone's going to get eaten, is, is that, what I'm saying. Is that a game? Kick the pig? Is that, maybe that's a football thing. Pick, kick the pig skin? Pig skin is football. <laughs> maybe I'm thinking of Adventure Time. Flip the pig? I have no idea. I've never seen it. (laughs) I must sound like I'm crazy. (laughs) A little bit. I'm going to flip the pig. Woo! My favorite game. You mean like cow tipping? I don't know. Okay. (laughs) The uh, earliest animal prosecution with reliable documentation uh, in at least ecclesiastical cases Mm -hmm. dates to 824 uh, CE where a group of moles was excommunicated from the valley. From the church? From the church. Oh, my gosh. Valley of Aosta in Italy. I don't Italy. think you can excommunicate things that were never communicated. I don't, like, things that weren't allowed. Uh, you can, you, like, curse them with God. Oh, my gosh. You curse them. We'll get into it. <laughs> Whatever. They were excommunicated. Okay. Other animal trials have were also had in like Switzerland, France, Germany, Italy, with the church eventually trying animals in locations including Ethiopia, Scandinavia, Spain, Canada, Brazil, and Turkey. Mm. Basically anywhere the church goes. Yeah. I mean, there are evil animals all over the earth. <laughs> evil animals will not be stopped. And you have to stop them. Which really is just further evidence that the Great Flood did not work. No. You can take two of two of everything, and they evil. Yeah. It was supposed to kill all the evil people. God forgot about all the evil animals, I guess. Especially like... Or he was like, these people can take care of all of them. Especially like the evil dolphins. Yeah. None of them are dead. Evil ducks. I always think about that with the flood. It's Mm. like all of the the sea animals. Right. And it's like, we didn't have to save them, so we didn't get the pick and choose. Yeah. It's like, you know, we don't have unicorns because they didn't take unicorns. (laughs) Right, but that means, like, every nasty, weird thing that ever existed is still down there, probably. Oh, no. Isn't that's why I'm afraid of the ocean. <laughs> I hate it. That's why I love the ocean. It's scary. It's deep and mysterious and weird. I hate it. <sighs> so with ecclesiastical cases, as we mentioned, they're usually swarms of stuff that the, the church just doesn't want. So, like, swarm, sure. swarms of insects, like locusts or rodents destroying crops. I mean, we should kill all the locusts. We should be, except you can't, because that would just be mass murder. you got to put them on trial. Uh, but we should just kill them all. I mean, you got to prove it. you got to bad. you got to prove it. No, I don't. <laughs> well, you have to be the prosecution and then prove it. <laughs> They're evil. <laughs> that's not, a, that's not, like, a legal course. I don't care. <laughs> They're evil. <laughs> I'm going to be a great lawyer. <laughs> they're evil. Next trial. Okay. Your evidence, they're evil. Look at them. I, I ask for extermination, Your Honor. Look at their tiny. The entire species. Look at their tiny faces. They're evil. They're evil. They just come and eat our food and destroy the land. <laughs> they are zero oh help to anyone. The, the point of the trials was 
usually honestly to just stop the damage being done and not so much to punish the animals. Right, but then just like kill it. Just tell whoever owns the animal that they have to kill it. And if no one owns the animal, like they're just random bugs, just kill them. You don't have to trial. But they're God's creatures. You don't have to. God's creatures. We don't do that now. Yeah, but now, you know, we're a lot more agnostic now in we're separation heathen. of church and state. They're mm-hmm. not, there's no separation back then. That's true. They got to do it. It's so dumb. They gotta do you it. You don't have to justify to God that these things are destroying your house. <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> Which is, it's funny. God knows everything. He gets it. Funny you mention it because there's uh, this one typical case in 1713 in Brazil, a Franciscan monastery. It's so late. Franciscan monastery was overcome with termites. It's too late for these things. <laughs> it's too late. That was like 300 years ago. <laughs> like, <laughs> what? That's only like, I mean, how many generations is that? It's not too many. That's not enough. It's not enough. What? That's because it's like, okay, if you're saying like every 20 years there's a new generation, approximately, that's like five every, you know, 100 years. So that's only 15 back. Uh huh. That's like easily traceable for people who knew, like, who were related to these people. And therefore, it's not okay. That's, it's so close to now. You know, it's it, ridiculous. <laughs> it's terrible because I kind of really like how they settle some of these cases. At this point, people have invented boats to go all over the world. People invented boats before the wheel, Alexis. I know, but like they're going everywhere. <laughs> they're they're going every- to Brazil. They're, they already That's had, how they got there. They had a monastery in Brazil. And they're still like, we have to talk to God about the termites. <laughs> what? No, they have to talk to the bishop who talks to the courts who talk to the bishops, who talk to God about the termites. I think they have to talk to the Pope, don't they? Probably. Um, I the mean, Pope is the mouthpiece. I'll, t- I'll tell you. I don't you. think bishops can just talk to God. In, Are they allowed? Well, is this, I mean, it's kind of... I don't know how really Catholicism fun. works. Let's talk about what <laughs> happened. Let's talk I'm all about worked up now. What happened. <laughs> You're so excited. I'm so happy. So It's more like I'm just mad. <laughs> The termites are in the monastery to the extent that the building is in danger of collapsing. Yeah, that's what termites do. The friars request an act of interdiction and excommunication from the bishop, and the termites were summoned to appear before the ecclesiastical tribunal. The termites' defense lawyer argued that because they were God's creatures, they were entitled to sustenance. Can you imagine if you had to argue a case for termites? I can imagine a lot because I have a lot more examples to go through with you. Like, they do it a lot. This is why people think defense lawyers have no souls. <laughs> no, but they're like... They'll argue for anything. I kind of love them in this because they're, they're doing the best they can and they do like a really good job. I mean, clearly some of them win. Yeah. So like, good on you. I guess. If you can win against humans and mm-hmm. you your like defense is for like an animal or bugs, mm-hmm. like good job. Yeah, you win. You nailed it. The trial ended with a compromise that the friars promised to provide a sustainable habitat to the termites, who in turn were commanded to go and remain at that site and not the monastery. They're vermin. <laughs> All God's creatures, great and small. After a long, no. <laughs> after a long legal, legal battle, that compromise was provided and a suitable location was found. It's written in the case file that when the verdict was read aloud in front of the termites' hill... 
Quote, they all came out and marched in columns to the place assigned. The monk who wrote the document believed that that was conclusive proof that the Almighty endorsed the decision of the court. God commanded the termites to go where we wanted them to be because we were giving them food over there. Uh, what a bunch of nonsense. <laughs> isn't it? Isn't it even a little pleasant? They're like, here, just go have some other food. Just go take this No, food. they're horrible. <laughs> they're bugs. They just destroy stuff. Let's talk about rats. Ugh. Baby, let's talk See, about rats. But, like, rats. at least rats are, like, animals. Termites like, are animals. Proper animals. Termites are proper animals. They aren't. <laughs> they're bugs. <laughs> okay. Animal lawyers. Rats look like animals that we like, kind of. <laughs> Termites don't. Like, if you saw a rat, you're like, that might be a small dog. People have rats that are pets. Yeah. Even in the long time ago. And even in the long time ago. I used to have rats that were pets. In the way long time ago. No. I so was just, long like, middle ago. school. But they were adorable. So imagine that you are the defense lawyer in this case. My rats were cute, though. And they, they were pets. These are cute. They're not. They just wanted to eat. <laughs> They're not. They were innocent. Yeah, my rats didn't just want to eat. They just wanted to, like, play with me. <laughs> Uh, so, speaking of those defense lawyers, one of the most renowned of them was Bartholomew de Chassenet. He's got a name. Famous French jurist who would later become the first president of the Parlement de uh, Provence. Hey, buddy. Akin to, like, chief justice. I mean, he deserves it. If he can argue cases for rats. He does it really well. It's, nailed it. You're going to be impressed. I'm this excited. takes place in, like, the early 1500s. I've seen dates like 1510, 1522. Okay. It takes place over um, a while because they have a few different sessions. Mm. Uh, but he was appoint- appointed to defend the rats of Autun, who had been accused of destroying uh, the Providence's barley crop. Mm. Uh, on day one, he argued that the prosecution hadn't specified which rats were actually being charged. This meant every rat in the entire region, even the ones who hadn't eaten the barley, would be facing excommunication for a crime they didn't commit. Uh. Therefore, every rat across the countryside needed to be summoned to court to plead their case. Yikes. Of course, the rats didn't appear for any formal summons, and Chassanet argued that because his clients lived in different locations in several different villages, a single summons wouldn't have been enough to notify all of them. The court agreed, and a second citation was read in all the parishes inhabited by all the rats. When the rats did not appear after this second summons, uh, Chassanet explained that the disobedience was now due to the length and difficulty of the journey. He argued further that the cats they would encounter on their journey kept them from their obligation and presented an undue burden of a life-threatening nature. Wow. So unless the prosecution wished to guarantee a safe passage for the rats to appear, I mean, what are you going to do? He's going to make them caravan and pick up rats (laughs) to bring to court. If they want to have them appear. Amazing. Uh, No date was set to reconvene, so the case was essentially just dropped. Yeah. That's the thing. When you're a defense lawyer, there are many, many ways you can win. <laughs> they, there's only really one way you can lose. They knew they were at match. They're like, there's no way in hell. There's no way in hell we're going to do this. He's such a good arguer. He's so handsome, and he's so smart. And he believes in those rats so he, much. He really believes in those rats. What can we do? And we can't bust in all the rats. <laughs> there's too many. Horrifying. <laughs> I can't even imagine, dude. Yikes. 
Oh my gosh. It's terrible. It's really terrible. So I'm I'm on my phone right now. Yeah. I might cut this out. Uh-huh. I'm promise I'm listening. Uh-huh. I'm trying to find something in the Bible about animals and problems with animals. Okay. Because there is something. I just don't know where it is. Like a specific thing? Like uh in one of the books of Moses, <sighs> so I know it's early, they mm-hmm. talk about laws of what you do with animals when they destroy property. Um I have and a I'm couple, trying to find it. I have a couple cited in my notes. I mean I'll I'll get to it. They're they're yeah, yeah, they're, yeah, yeah. yeah. well we'll get to it. Okay. Because in my notes. I want to tell you about another ones. I want to tell you about the yes. weevils. Please. The funny case in fifteen forty five where of the weevils. The weevils bowl weevils? Uh I don't they're the weevils that ravage vineyards things. Mm, I don't know what bull weevils really are. Mm, I don't know. Except they're bugs. This is also in France. A hamlet in France renowned for its wine. So weevils ravaging the vineyards are kind of a big deal. Yeah, that's bad. It's kind of a big deal. See, in in cases where it's like the the crop is like... Like, I understand when the crop is like um, vital to like the survival of the place. Mm -hmm. You know, like we need that barley to live. It's like, I get why people would be like aggressive about it. Sure. And in the same vein, like, I get that about something that's, like, how you make most of your money, right? So if it's, like, a vineyard and that's how you make your money, mm-hmm. then, like, that's an issue. Yeah. But it's, like, against the animals. <laughs> yeah. It should be against, like, the state. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. I guess this is the state's way of making it not against them, which is probably smart. Uh, yeah, I guess. Like, this is their way of saying, like, look, we did something about it. Right. We Even did, though they didn't we, do almost anything. We did something, and we're not responsible for damages. Right. Really, it's just, like, a tricky way to be smart about it. It's mm-hmm. like, it's this thing's fault. It's not our fault. Right. And it's not your fault. Of course not. Mm-hmm. Unless it is. It's the thing's fault. It might be your fault. It could be. If you did a bad thing, then it's your <laughs> it fault. It might be your fault. It might be the animal's <laughs> fault. It's definitely not the state or church's fault. No. Ever. So uh, it better be the animal's fault, because if it's not, it's your fault. Yeah. Whoops. So let's talk about these weevils. 1545, France, the plaintiff and two lawyers appointed as counsel for the beetle defend- for the beetle uh, defendants presented their respective sides for the case. Mm-hmm. As was typical, rather than issuing a sentence, the official issued a proclamation uh, recommending public prayers to implore pardon for our sins. In May 1546, the public indeed offered prayers, and soon afterwards, the insects were said to have disappeared. Thirty years later, I know, like, they had a frost. (laughs) They had a hard frost that May. It sounds like they all were like, oh no, we're going to accuse this crime, better (laughs) skip town, (laughs) better skedaddle. (laughs) They put on their top hats and they ran out. Sashayed out of France. Gotta go. Gotta go. Gotta go fast. Maybe we'll try Germany. (laughs) But 30 years later... The weevils returned mm. and resumed their 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 vineyards. I'm sure it's not the same ones, <laughs> right? No, it's the same ones. They're just biding their time. I wonder how thirty years, how many generations that is of weevils. It's just one. It's the same weevils. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They they live to be a mm-hmm. hundred years old. It's like the weevils and like their kids, <laughs> who they've trained in the business. Yeah, they know now. They're mobster. They know beetle, what to do. They're beetle Mobsters. children. Mobster beetle children. Amazing. I mean, 30 years is a long time to lay low. Yeah. That's that's commitment. 
I mean, they had other jobs, you know. Of course. In those places we mentioned. They went to Ethiopia. Yeah. They went to Switzerland. Yeah. All over the world. Brazil. I mean, mobsters never stay quiet. All those for long. big wine countries. <laughs> yeah. Brazil. <laughs> Switzerland. Yeah. Very. Scandinavia. Very wine. Well there. known for their wine vintages. Gross. So, I think they can grow grapes. In any of those places? Not in most of them. Probably not. It's too hot or cold. Yeah. That's the joke. 30, anyway. 30 years later, <laughs> the Weevils returned and resumed their beetling. Uh, this time, Case went to trial. They are like, enough of, no prayers this time. Not again. No prayers. It clearly didn't work. They don't listen to prayers, only trials. The prayers only last for 30 <laughs> years. That's not long enough. It's not long enough. Uh, because the original defense lawyers had since died, the presiding court appointed a new counsel on behalf of the insects. Uh, Pierre Rombaud, the Beatles' newly appointed defense counsel, made a motion to dismiss the case. Good for you. Do it. Uh, Rombaud argued that, according to the Book of Genesis, God had created animals before human beings and had blessed all the animals upon the earth, giving to them every green herb for food, therefore weevils, prior rites, etc. They really, that's like the first one they go to. Amazing. Um, I mean, they have to every time. Right. I mean, they were here first, so... Eh. Technically, they own everything. Right. Technically, we should be on trial for being in their space. <laughs> I mean, maybe we should be on trial for putting grapes there for them to eat. Your and Honor, I'd like to ask for a mistrial. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> really, we're the people committing crimes. God strike me down. Okay. But don't, please. But don't, please. While the legal wrangling continued, the townspeople had organized a separate meeting and they're planning to do kind of the thing the Franciscans tried to do with the termites, you know, set aside a plot of land that's like just for weevils. Mm, yes. You know, this is the weevil vineyard where the insects go and get all their sustenance. They don't have to worry. This all is where of, we plant all of our gross grapes that I they know. can eat. Right. Leave us alone. And this is separate from our wine grapes. Mm-hmm. Uh, to the people... Following the trial, they're like, you know, this seems like it might be heading in a good direction. We're making progress. However, the Weevil's attorney is like, that's not going to fly. On behalf of my clients, I say that plot of land is not good enough. Wow. (laughs) The balls on that man. What? The balls on that man. Oh, my gosh. (laughs) Quit while you're ahead, Incredible. Incredible. Quit while you're ahead. (laughs) What are, what are you trying to prove? Don't. What are you doing? Take the deal and run, dude. <laughs> you gotta go. <laughs> They're gonna kill you. The doctor's going. <laughs> uh, so on behalf of his clients, he says, no, that land is sterile and not suitable for weevils. Weevils only like dirt. He insists the land has to be suitable and in favor of his clients, and the judge decides to... Uh, reserve his decision uh, until they can appoint experts to look out the land and make sure it's actually uh, examined and the reports are all filed to make sure it's suitable. This is why I want to be a judge. Yeah. <laughs> the judges are having the best time. It's amazing. The judges are Being a lawyer of- <laughs> in this kind of sucks. Being a judge is awesome. <laughs> Yeah, he's it's like, fun. Yeah, go write a report about the weevils or whatever it is. I'm going to need some more information. I'm going to need a, a report. Let's get some experts. Yeah, I'm going to need it. Uh, the funny thing is, 
We don't know how this story ends. Oh. The last few pages of the records upon which the final decision was written have been destroyed. Either by rodents or insects. <gasps> the weevils. <laughs> the weevil mob. They didn't want history to know what happened. <laughs> so who knows? One of the sources writing about all these animal trials says, perhaps the prosecuted weevils, not being satisfied with the results of the trial, sent a sharp-toothed delegation into the archives to obliterate and annul the judgment of the court. This is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. <laughs> no, it's amazing. I love it. It doesn't mean I don't like it. It's just dumb. It's so good. It's so stupid. (laughs) So those are all ecclesiastical trials. Those are big picture, uh, act of God kind of things that the church is like, Mm -hmm. the whole swarm is under this and that, and we got to deal with it. Excommunicate. Secular animal trials tend to be more like... Uh, you could replace the animal with a person, and it would still be like a regular trial. Hold on, can I tell you the the, the biblical stuff I just found? Yes. Okay, so I'm in Exodus twenty one twenty eight. Okay, and it says, "If an ox gore a man or a woman that they die, then the ox shall be surely stoned, and his flesh shall not be eaten, but the owner of the ox, sh- ox shall be quit." Yes. Done. Yes. God literally just says, "If it kills a person, kill it." Yeah. But they also have the end. stipulations for, like, what to do in case of bestiality and what to do in case of, Ugh. like, this and what to do in case yeah. of that. Like, the Bible does tell you all it's this stuff. It's laid out, ready to go. This, right. See, and I knew that was in there because every time you get to those boring chapters, you're just like, I don't care about what you do with your ox. And then that, now I'm like, where is it? Where is it? I know it's in here. I care what now. Tell me. Tell me. It's impossible to Google. Where is it? It's interesting, while looking at these cases, people do tend to treat uh, more expensive animals like ox and horses differently, mm-hmm. just because they are more expensive, more important to the community. They treat them like rich people. <laughs> right. Uh, so it's like, maybe you just like cut off an ear, or you just like give them a swat on the head. There's always an upper class, even with animals. There's always an upper class, whereas, you know, if it's... A pig or something, you're a lot less likely for the court to go easy on you. Sure. Like, almost never. Do they eat the animals? No. No, okay. No. No, 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 no. Especially not with secular... that's the only, like, stipulation in the Bible, is that, like, you can't eat it. No, like, definitely not. Especially because a lot of these are, like, they killed a person. Right. Even when it's cases, like, there was one where someone got stung to death by bees... Sure. They had to clamp down on the hive and, like, destroy it wow. so that none of the honey could be eaten. Otherwise, oh. it would be, like, tainted with human death or yeah. something. Like, they're very worried about it being infused with, like... Yeah, yeah. like human deathness or evil feelings or something. Like, that's so I mean, intriguing. they are very superstitious. <laughs> yeah, I'm like, I've never thought about, like, death honey before, but, but see, that's an interesting thing. This is why I'm saying you don't need a trial. It says right yeah. there exactly it, what to do. It tells Tells you what it's, to do. It seems weird, but the Bible has in it a lot of stuff. On the other and hand, just read it. we have books of law that tell us what to do, and yet we still have trials. Yeah, but like those are much more. I don't know. It, it's much less like clearly laid out. I feel like in law books, like and our laws are. There's a lot more wiggle room. I I feel like it's not. Uh, like the wiggle room as much. It's just like proving that it happened or not. That's sure. what that's what the trial is for. I mean, it depends on the case because sometimes yeah. it's like it's not even proving like 
did it happen? It's like, did this happen? Sure. In some ways. But still, like, that's what they're doing with the animals. Right. And sure. we'll... Some of these, I mean, you'll you'll see. It's very, like, if you put humans in this, it would still be like, mm, is this, like, who's actually guilty here? I'm just saying, Catholicism <laughs> in, like... Uh, Wreck that. You know, from, like, I don't even know when it was, like, good early on. I don't know if it was. Catholicism until, like, the 20th century is <laughs> just, like, what's happening? What you doing? What's going on? What's your plan? We don't have one. Because all these are Catholic trials, right? Yeah, I mean, like, well... Uh, are there Protestant trials? I guess there could be. Uh, maybe. I don't, I don't but everything you've said is involved, like, bishops, which I'm assuming right. is Catholic. I assume most of them are Catholic. Yeah. Some of them happen in the New World, so those are, could like... Could be different. So those are, like, Protestant. Probably Protestant. Um, but they learned from the Catholics <laughs> what I to do. <laughs> <laughs> they still do a trial. Yeah. Uh, a church trial? Yeah. Okay. Well, no, they don't do a church trial. These, these, ah. these are all secular. That's true. There you go. They are all secular. Nailed it. But I'm th- more okay with the secular ones. Sure. I'm going to be honest. So that makes more sense to me. Let's talk about the secular trials. Please. Uh, these secular animal trials go back probably a little bit farther than the ecclesiastical ones, sure. which makes sense because the church does not go as far back as people. people. Uh, but we don't have as clear of a record as usual with these podcasts, the farther back you go, the more salt you need to add to your sources. Yes. Uh, so we might have sources going back as far as, like, ancient Athens, but we don't know a whole lot about them. They are not trustworthy. They're not trustworthy. Like, we Aristotle mentions them, but he's the only one who even refers to them in classical yep. writing, and they might not even be real. He's just, like, referring to them poetically. This is the problem. Yeah. But there's the idea. Mm-hmm. Uh, but when you get to the early Middle Ages... Uh, people are starting to discuss them like they're common occurrence. Right. So, and that makes sense. So we think they're probably going on fairly regularly. Right. And, and like, with the the culture of the Middle Ages being very, like, um, town-centric, like, village-esque, like, mm-hmm. that makes a lot of sense to me. Yeah. It's like, most of these places don't have a large, like, governing body who, like, is checking up on them on a regular basis or mm-hmm. doing anything. Right. So it's like, when you have a problem, you have to take care of your own problem. Right. It's like the king's not going to come to your dumb village just because, like, some pig ate someone's face. Right. He has stuff to do. (laughs) Oh, the pig ate a face again? Deal with it. You do it. You do it. I don't have time for this. The face again? is trying to take us over again. The face again? Just just hang it. What are you doing? Don't eat it. That's I gross. I automatically assume we're in France. Yeah, of course. Like, England's I mean, a lot of them do happen in France. I think they just have better records. I was going to say, yeah. I think it just, they just wrote it down. Yeah. So, uh, like Shakespeare mentions, a murderous wolf on trial in Merchant of Venice. Sure. Most of these are from Western Europe, Middle Ages, but it is happening all over the place. We do just. They... Um, oh, go ahead. Oh, I was just going to ask, like, do they do it a lot with predators? Because up until now, we haven't talked about any predators. Um, They've only been, like, farm animals and, like, vermin. I mean, yeah. I mean, technically, rats are predators. But I don't consider them predators. I Uh, mean, like, big, like, wolves. No. Like, things that could hurt people just by them being in a corner room. I think, like, dogs. Sure. But dogs are... that's Not as much. Especially with secular stuff. It's, like... Farm animals. Yeah, it's not like we have a bear. <laughs> <laughs> right. 
We found a bear. He killed a person, so we're going to bring him into a room with a whole bunch of people. He definitely yeah. won't kill them. And again, it's the thing like if an animal has been in town, they expect the animal understands human laws. Right, but if, if it an, like lives in town. Right, but if an yeah. animal is wild, then they probably wouldn't expect it to understand laws ah. like like other things do. It's got a... Uh, like you would still want to kill it because it's dangerous. Right. And it might have like the, like the devil inside of it, but it's not like trial worthy. It's got like a non-residency clause. Yeah. If you don't live here, then... <laughs> you don't know our rules. Whatever. <laughs> then we'll just kill you, like the Bible says. <laughs> but if you do know our rules, you should have known better. Yeah, come on. But uh, like elsewhere in the world, among the... Maori of New Zealand, when a ruminating pig wandered over a sacred place, only the pig's death could rectify the trespass. Oh, that's sad. In a small... It doesn't know where to go. <laughs> but it should. <laughs> oh, Ignorance gosh. of the law isn't innocence. I mean, we just said it was kind of for the predators. <laughs> yeah, but it should be. <laughs> okay. I mean, it's for the wolf, but, you know, that yeah. wolf's not smart. The pig should know. Yeah. The pig is people. Pigs are genius. Yeah. I mean, they're pretty close. Uh, in a small Bayaka village on the Yi River in the Congo, a dog was hung from the gallows because Aww. he was a notorious thief who was in the habit of making marauding expeditions among the fowls. He had therefore been strung Aww. up as a public example. Puppy. <laughs> he was a thief. It's so mean. <laughs> He's just hungry. No. He was a thief. No. He made expeditions. Just send him to jail like Jean Valjean. <laughs> Make him do hard labor. He only wanted a fowl. He just wanted a loaf of bread. <laughs> Leave him alone. Uh, so here, here's some of the, the New World uh, yeah. ones. Practice of punishing animals for their participation. Exciting. These are the only ones I've ever heard about. Oh, really? Or like American ones. Mm. These ones tend to get stupid. Uh, yeah. I think, I think. I'm sure. They tend to be a little bit more sordid in the American side, mm-hmm. I think, because uh, Protestants are, they don't have any outlets. Well, and at this time, being Protestant is like a free-for-all. Yeah. You get to just make stuff up. Mm-hmm. There's not, because you're just like off book, you know, and you're in a new place. <laughs> you're in the wild. You can do whatever you want. You can, including bang every animal you see. Like we talked about like Anne Hutchinson and they just like kicked her out of the state. Yeah. Because they were just mad at her. In, you can do whatever you want. You can do anything you want. Like this guy, 16, <clears throat> 1642 in Massachusetts, a mare, a cow, and other quote-unquote lesser cattle were executed along with Thomas Granger, the teenage boy who had sexually assaulted them. No. You idiot. You're gross. Similarly, on June 6th, 6th 1662 in New Haven, Connecticut, a man named Potter was executed along with eight animals, a sow, two heifers, three sheep, and two sows, uh, with all of which he had committed his brutalities. Mm, Great. The uh, Puritan theologian Cotton Mather, who would later become known as the instigator of the Salem Witch Trials, Mm -hmm. reported that the man had engaged in the sexual abuse of animals for no less than 50 years. 50? 50 years. Oh, my gosh. Uh, but these animal victims... How did he not get a disease? I don't know. I mean, the populations are smaller, maybe. Just, or they're just, like, used to being sick all the time anyway. Maybe. Because all I can think about is those. there were people in Washington. Have you heard about this? Do you remember this? And it was only, yeah. like, 
10 years ago. Right. Who got caught um, that they were, they had a, like, bestiality ring of mm-hmm. people. Nasty. I watched, I watched a documentary about it. Mm-hmm. I shouldn't have. Um, they <laughs> don't knew, show anything, but they, like, let them talk about it, and it's yeah. gross. Dead dove, do not and eat. And they're like, eventually, yeah. they'll just accept us. And I'm like, no. 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 But, like, the reason they found out was because they had, like, sexually transmitted diseases that only come from horses. They had, like, yeah. horse chlamydia or something. I mean, maybe he did, honestly. I mean, they don't have tests. They don't know. Right. How would they know? Yeah. But it was so gross. But apparently that was happening, and then we didn't have a bestiality law in Washington. Right. Because it had never been, like, a big issue. Yeah, that happened. Most states that have bestiality laws are because they were having, like, a real problem. Right, because you don't think to make it illegal until it's like, well, Whoa. we can't charge them because it's not actually a law. And they're like, well, it's going to be now. Yeah, well, we have to do it then, huh? And so I think we just had never, because we're, like, not a huge farming place, yeah. I think we just never had a huge problem with yeah. it. And Same so with- then all of a sudden it was like, in 2008, it's finally illegal in Washington to commit bestiality. Right. Yikes. Same with necrophilia laws, which is mm, extra yeah. bad. It's like, uh, we didn't think we had to make this illegal, but right. it's not legal. I also had to tell you something else about bestiality. <laughs> of course. So the other day, um, I don't know why I was talking about it, but I was saying, I said it to somebody in like one of my chats, and it told me I spelled it wrong. And like my um, instinct when it says I spelled something wrong, is mm-hmm. to Google it because sure. it'll give me the right spelling immediately. Yeah, and I'm I'm too lazy to like read reread the word and figure out where the misspelling was. I think right. I even tried, and I'm like, just I'm like, pretty just, sure it's right. Just Google it; it'll yeah autocorrect. And with every other word, when you Google it, it just gives you the definition and the the autocorrect immediately. Mm-hmm. And with that, apparently I did spell it right. And then the first thing was like, you want a video of this woman having sex with a dog? No, and I was like, what? Ah! No, what? And so I had to delete it from my search history because oh, I was afraid. No. <laughs> but I was like, never Google it. And it seems like, you know, as much as like, that's probably not a smart thing to Google in the first place. But still, I all still the immediately assumed the, the first thing was going to be Google telling me what it means. Right. A definition. And Wikipedia. Wikipedia. Yeah. Not like you want to see this video of this woman. And it didn't correct my spelling. So I think I spelled it right. Probably. <sighs> yeah. Internet is scary. <laughs> Internet gets scary real quick sometimes. No. But anyway. it's, uh, it's not all doom and gloom. It's like half doom and gloom. Okay. In these animal victim cases. Yeah. Special victims unit. Half's not bad. In the case of Jacques Ferron, who was caught with a female donkey in 1750, again, not very long ago, a character witness came forward to say they had known the defendant for years and always found the accused to be virtuous and well-behaved, never involved in scandal. Naturally, they were talking about the donkey, who was acquitted and set free. No one came forward to speak about Jacques. Uh, the donkey was deemed to be a victim, and he was burned at the stake. Nice. Nice. That's amazing. That's kind of amazing. Please. Um, I just love that all people are like, oh, the donkey's great, though. Why are the animals on trial? <laughs> that's my question. I mean, that's in the Bible. If, uh, if bestiality is committed, the animal has to be murdered. It's terrible. It didn't do anything. Yeah, it's true. But it's, like, filthy now. You don't want to eat that. See, and they said no. that in yeah. the documentary I watched, that they were like, yeah, if you just stand in front of the horse, it'll just, like, mount you. And I'm like, I don't uh, think that's true. I hope it's not true. I really don't want it to be that's true. That's terrifying. And you probably train this horse to do that, and no. that's what disturbs me. 
Because presumably you're using the same horse. Yeah. Anyway. <laughs> Been around a lot of rodeos. I've never seen that happen. <laughs> Been around a lot of rodeos. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, it's gross because that's probably uh, what they say too. They're like, probably. Been around a lot of rodeos. They'll just mount you. <laughs> Terrifying. Sure. Horses are too big. I don't even want to think They're about that. They're kind of scary. It's scary. Uh, this is kind of an interesting case, which kind of shows you how how deeply they thought about some of this mm. in these secular cases. There was a case in 1457 when a sow and her six piglets were caught killing a five year old boy. Another one of these, like, maybe you should keep them in pens. Because they will eat people. <laughs> Children or pigs. Either way. Someone needs to be in a pen. Someone needs... They need Preferably to be... Preferably both. Separated. Or everyone's going to eat everyone. Don't let babies... Stop ...hang it. around animals. Right. In general. Uh, about a month later, all seven pigs were in prison and tried for murder. Uh, witness testimony proved the sow had killed the child, but the piglet's role was more ambiguous. Mm. There was no witness to prove that right. they had actually taken part. They probably didn't do anything. They probably didn't. I, they don't, I, I feel like baby animals don't have, especially like pigs, they don't have, don't have a lot of like violent tendencies. Right, they, they're still learning. They're they still learning. What, and they're only eating milk. Like why would they eat? That doesn't make sense to me. I guess um, I don't know how big they are. Right. The, the sow was sentenced to be hanged by her hind legs uh, to a gallow tree. <laughs> and eventually her <laughs> offspring, who had, who had been found stained with blood, so, like, they were there. Sure. Uh, but the judge deemed them innocent not only on technical grounds because there were no witnesses. Sure. But also because the pigs were immature and thus poorly positioned huh. to make clear choices. There you go. <laughs> Nailed it. And they had poor... They're like juveniles. Right. Furthermore, they were raised by a rogue mother, he indicated, and thus unable to internalize the proper codes of conduct for village-dwelling piglets. Mm. I'm like, of course. Nice. Naturally. Nice. If only they'd been raised better. Yeah, by their terrible mother. Mm-hmm. I mean, you can say that for a lot of murderers. Yeah. There's most of them. Most of them. But uh, it's still yeah. their fault. Give them a few years. Those They're pigs will be, like, setting fire to stuff and... Smoking. Smoking. <laughs> Doing heroin. Wetting beds. Gross. Well, that's, like, the all the, like, serial killer signs, like, wetting beds and arson and... I think wetting beds is just, like, abuse. Oh, sure. Um... But yeah, setting fires. Well, yeah, what is it? The it's uh, like the McDonald Triangle. It's cruelty uh, to animals. Setting maybe. fires, cruelty to animals, and um, I feel like killing a child is maybe cruelty to animals. That's that is you've gone past the triangle. <laughs> um, trying to remember, maybe it is wetting the bed. But I know that like a lot of people wet the bed, so it's like that doesn't really. And even people who aren't abused, like sure. a lot of kids, just wet the bed for a long time. Yeah, they have props. There's, Hard. just a minor note, there's a third, possible third kind of trial, mm. kind of a blending of the two, sure. where you have prosecution of an animal by a secular court, but on, tri- on charges of supernatural behavior. Mm. So, 1474, a rooster was burned at the stake for the unnatural crime of laying an egg that, as we know, as we all know, if hatched, would yield a basilisk. They can't. Which is, No, it's useful in witchcraft and Hogwarts chamber murder schemes. We all know this. Roosters can't lay eggs. No, we all know this. <laughs> they cannot. Uh, actually, there are... I was watching something on chickens the other day, and there okay. are, like... It it can be surprisingly easy to make the mistake of, like, is this a hen or a rooster? Sh- oh, sure. Uh, I thought you were going to say, they do sometimes lay eggs, and I'm like, I don't think no, so. No, because there was... I don't think they have the ability, there was, physically. There was, like, a... 
like a rooster kept in like one of those giant like egg hatching factories mm-hmm. for just ages and they just like never found it because it looked so much like a hen. Gotcha. It's like, uh, yeah, sure. And it like behaves like a hen because it has no idea like what it is. Sure. So who knows? Who knows? Basilisk. Hmm? Harry Potter. Harry Potter. Harry Potter. <laughs> Unbelievable Harry Potter. Harry Potter. Un- Unbelievable Harry Potter. Oh, but yeah, Exodus 22.18 orders the death of animals used in yeah. or accused of witchcraft. Leviticus 20, 15 to 16 requires the death of animal, victim of bestiality. Sure. Uh, people have a lot of ideas about why there were so many animal trials, why it declined. There's just a lot of I mean, we have other stuff to do. We have other stuff to do. Most of them kind of center around the rise of the Enlightenment and humanitarianism and urbanization. Science. Science, uh, The same reason we have insanity, please. If you can't, uh, if you don't have the capacity to understand a law, then you can't really be charged for stuff. Yeah, there's a lot of in the enlightenment there's a lot of like obviously scientific thought about those things but also like mm-hmm. philosophical thought of what makes like a self and consciousness right. and things. Focus on human rationality. Yes. Uh and there's like a couple last vestiges. Okay. Not I, I guess, like, in a more abstract sense, there's the idea of like dangerous dogs and like death row dogs. Right. Um when it's uh, particularly dogs. When dogs like attack humans, people tend to just execute them on their own. Yes. Uh, which back in the day would have been seen as like kind of monstrous or like you should have gone to trial for that. You can't just like kill animals right. on your own. Right. That's terrible. What are you doing? Uh, taking care of the problem. Right. Uh, but there, there's one uh, pretty modern take. Hmm. It's not. Like violently criminal, but it's the case of Miles uh, v. City Council of Augusta, Georgia, which was a United States federal court case in which the court found that the exhibition of a talking cat was an occupation for the purposes of municipal licensing law. It's much funnier than it sounds. So in Augusta, Georgia, 1981, local resident Carl Miles took to the streets to show off his incredible talking cat, Blackie. Okay. Uh, and Blackie... I already don't like its name. I know. Is it a black cat? It better be. I don't like it either way. Yeah. Blackie had two uh, catchphrases, I love you and I want my mama. And Carl and his wife, uh, Elaine, made a pretty good living off of it. They made uh, so much money, in fact, that the state informed them that they had to file for a business license in order to continue or face jail time. Sure. The Mileses eventually caved but appealed the case in an effort to challenge the constitutional validity of Augusta City Ordinance as they believed it infringed on Blackie's First Amendment rights, Hmm. uh, which is the U.S. Constitution's, like, freedom of speech amendment. You're taking away his freedom of speech. He has. He can speak. He has rights. Um, Maybe he's allowed to speak and you're just not allowed to make a whole bunch of money from it. (laughs) The Miles lost the first round of the case in district court in 82 and a three-judge panel of the United States Court of Appeals for the 11th Circuit affirmed a lower court decision, adding the following footnote. Mm. The court will not hear claim that Blackie's right to free speech has been infringed. First, although Blackie arguably possesses a very unusual ability, he cannot be considered a person and is therefore not protected by the Bill of Rights. 
Second, even if Blackie had such a right, we see no need for appellants to assert his right just tertiae. Blackie can clearly speak for himself. Hey. If he can speak, let him say it. Hey, hey. And he says, I want hey, my mommy. Hey, hey, I love hey. it. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, being the judge in these cases is the best. Oh, yeah. Oh, and that's talking animals, and that's animal courts, and that's judge and jury and law and all the mess of everything. It's pretty great. I love how dumb humans are. (laughs) We just want it to be fair. We just want to not be alone in the universe. One of the... Animals uh, aren't people. (laughs) One of the explanations for why there were more animal courts um, or animal trials was just like people... Before, like, urbanization was such a thing, people spending more time around animals and, like, being more, like, having more of a chance to, like, anthropomorphize them. Totally. Probably has an effect. Yeah, I mean, when you spend enough time, it's like with your pets. Yeah. Like, when you spend enough time with a specific animal and you, like, have a relationship with them, like, then they seem more human to you. And you're going to, like, want them to be treated well and properly. So, like, I get it. Yeah. And especially with, like, I think animals that you work with. Yes. Because it's like you have a partnership and you have, like, a bond through that. And, like, you need them for their help. But Mm -hmm. also, like, you know, you... And normally you're, like, helping them, like, when they're sick and, like, when they have all sorts of problems. So, like, yeah, you spend a lot of time with them. (laughs) Yeah. Otherwise, uh, you know, don't be surprised when all the rats don't appear for their court... Their court appearance. Don't give the termites food. Don't. Ever. Kill them. (sighs) They don't belong. It's such a, like, eco-friendly solution. I'm kind of... (laughs) I'm kind of, like, amazed at it. It's not good. (laughs) Uh... Everyone lived. I mean, it's, it's like, the best ending in a video game, in a way. It's so stupid. (laughs) It's kind of stupid, but it's so peaceful. I can't help but like it. It's like flashing the peace sign at someone on the road. Hey. Hey. Which we said is the most aggressive thing you could do. (laughs) You said that. I don't think it's true. I think that's worse than someone flipping me off if they just gave me a peace sign. Like like if they were trying to be like, it's cool, man, when they had done something (laughs) bad to me. Because then uh, I'd just be in fury. I would rather they flip me off and they'd be like, I hate you. I'm mad. We need to talk about your hatred of hippies. <laughs> I don't hate them. This has been hysterical history. <laughs> um, we hope you enjoyed this episode and you email us at hystericalhistorypodcast at gmail.com. I've been checking the email all the times, but nobody's been emailing us. So send us some stuff. We love hearing from you. We you're, love hearing from you. You're great. We'll read it unless you don't want us to, and then just tell us you don't want us to. Um, yeah. We love all your suggestions and just like random insights you give us. Yeah. It's you're great. all super awesome. And thanks for listening. You're the best. Have a good day. Have a good day. Or don't, but do. Don't, yeah, don't let us tell you what to do, but... Don't eat a Franciscan monastery today. Don't let termites live anywhere today. (laughs) Don't show up for your court appearance today. No, go. You have to go. It's (laughs) legally, you have to go. Unless it's an undue burden to appear because you'll get eaten by a cat. Today. Bye. Bye. Bye Bye-bye.